0: Spring it forward with these tips. Hi, this is Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. What to do now for spring. We are going to get you in the spring mood today and try to help you get your
1: house in a spring mood. Yeah, I think of January and maybe even into February as the months for purging and, you know, you are got this post-holiday thing going on. You want to get rid of stuff and clear it out. And then spring for me is about planning and freshening up. I always want to have a list of things that I want to do come the springtime, you know, whether it's painting something or I'm thinking about all this wallpaper or changing the bed linens. That's something I always think about around this time of year. In fact, I may or may not have done. Uh, a little shopping while I was getting ready for this episode. Uh, yeah, so I <laughs> yes, I saw that.
0: Yes. Well, and I've got the guys coming in a few days. I mean, I've got guys coming to refresh the air conditioning system and do some you know tweaks to that. And then I've got another crew coming to do some repair work to the porches, pressure wash everything, touch up some things with some paint, so, it's like you said, organization first in kind of indoor organization in January, February. And now I'm trying to do kind of these repairs and freshening up things. And then next is going to be all of this home decor stuff for spring that I'm really
1: excited about. Yeah, it's a great time to do it. And the spring cleaning thing definitely does not slide by me. I kick it into high gear around this time of year. I don't know, just maybe because the light is brighter. Everything just looks like it needs to be refreshed, As particularly. After you take everything down from the holidays, and then you sort of recover for that and you start looking around, and the the moldings have a little bangs and nicks and scrapes and things like that. So touch-up painting is a great thing to be doing right now. And all sorts of those little jobs, maybe that you didn't get to. In the fall and in the winter, this springtime is a great time to get your list in order, get your little tools together, and either hire somebody or go around your house and make that day, whatever it is, the day to get those things done. Cause sometimes when you do something like that, you're like, why didn't I just do that? You know, it took me 15 minutes, but I've been thinking about it and it's been bothering me, whatever it is, whether it's a loose doorknob or something that's not screwed in right, or something that fell off and it doesn't take that much time to fix. You just have to do it. Uh, So
0: I'm with you. I do all that touch-up. And I have so many little spots that need to be touched up. And I'm just trying to decide if I can do them or if they need to be done professionally.
1: Well, last night I was walking the dogs and I saw this van with one of those placards on the side and a whole list of all these things that they did. And it's a house I walk by all the time that is so well-kept. And just I figured these people must be very particular. And I could see that these guys were coming in and out of this house. So I walking the dogs but I stopped to take a picture of the van signs because my painter is not going to be available. He hurt his back and so oh, he no. finally got back to me and he said, you know, I'm not going to be able to get to you. Everything's backed up until maybe May. So, I'm taking a picture and Lo and behold, the owner of the business, I guess he was wrapping up for the day, walks out and we had the loveliest chat. So now I have a new painter. His name is Rob. I'm very excited
0: about him. Oh, I know. I have a new painter too that I'm excited about. So I totally
1: get that. And And he does, my my Rob, my new Rob, does wallpaper too. Well, it's so hard to find people that are available and Mm -hmm. that do a good job. No, it's so true. and sky high. Yes. I mean, usually word of mouth. Seems sort of funny, but it's a house that I admire. They hired this guy and I figured I could always leave them a little note and say, hey, you know, or I could ask Rob, hey, can I get their phone number just to ask and get a reference before I hire you? Yeah, if you see a van with a sign on it, Take a picture and then you at least you have somebody to call and get an estimate from and start the process because sometimes it's hard to get going because you just don't know who to call when you need to hire somebody to that's do something.
0: That's so funny that's what you did because that is basically what I did. <laughs>
1: there was some work being done
0: just two blocks away from my house and they had a sign in the front yard and there was a website and I thought, okay, I think I can remember that for two blocks until I get home. And I called them and I think they're going to be good. So, and then I thought, well, you know, but they didn't come from a recommendation. So I did do a little online research on them and it looks like they've got some great reviews. So, Oh, yeah, that's true. I could look them up maybe on Yelp mm-hmm. or something like that. Too. Or Probably go to Better reviews. Business Bureau, see if there's mm-hmm. complaints lodged against them. You always want to check them out.
1: But we digress. Let's get back oh, to yeah, the yeah. spring yeah, things. Well, We're kind of on a... Well, that was a good tip, though, because a lot of people like to do painting in the spring. If we weren't too far off.
0: Yeah, but now is the time to clean and do the pressure washing and all that stuff outside. So, I and, and touch up paint. I think, yes, this is the time to do that. But you know what else it's a great time, thing to do right now? And that is to bring in some fresh flowers into your house, some plants. And I bring that up because I was just at Trader Joe's yesterday, and they just have such a great plant selection and they have a lot of seasonal things and they just brought in all these amazing orchid plants that look so beautiful and it just made me so excited for spring. And I recently bought a bunch of plants uh, at the nursery too. So, you know, if you can bring something, buy a plant, especially a flowering one, bring it in your house. It's going to make you smile and it's going to make you happy all day. And for as long as you can keep that plant alive, let's put it that way. And I want to point out I have now had an Ivy for an entire year. I just want to
1: point that out. Good job. I like adding a touch of green this time of year. I'm not a real pastel girl. That's also a good thing that you can add to your decor this time of year. It's definitely springy. And if you decorate a little bit for Easter, it's a nice time to have some pastels. But I find that green is such an easy color to work into many palettes and it has such a freshness to it. To me, green is really synonymous with the springtime. So add some green. It can be in any form. I was thinking of a runner would be great. A runner, you can add a little bit of green or if you prefer pastels, you change it up for your table. So I found a really pretty one uh, made of linen from a linen company that was new to me. I never heard of it. And actually it's called Linen Me, which is kind of Hmm. funny. So I can put the link to that in the show notes. I love the idea of adding green. And while we're talking about
0: adding green, how about those things that you take out of the equation? So now is the time to be, and I still have my furry pillows out, Kelly,
1: but I'm thinking I need, it's time to put those. Well, I do too. I mean, when everyone's listening to this, we're into March, but you know, it's still a little bit, uh, winter left no matter where you live. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. You can still have them.
0: So it's time. So I'm talking to myself here. I've got to move those furry pillows, put them up for the season and also the fur throws and all of those kind of heavy throws. But I'm also thinking about the bedroom and the heavy blankets and the heavy duvets and replacing those with my cooler spring themed decor. And when I say that, I mean kind of my softer colors and my lighter weight linen covered duvet and just kind of a lot of linens and pretty spring colors. So that's, it's time for me to kind of change that out.
1: Yeah. A fun thing to add is some chintz. We've been talking about adding chintz for a while now. There's so many florals are back, whether it's in wallpaper or in fabrics or whatnot. So chintz is so pretty. And even if If you just got a small bit of it, and even if you were just using it for your tabletop, it's just a lovely thing to add in springtime. And that's just such an easy way to introduce a floral, even if you don't have florals in the rest of your house. You could just use it for your Easter table or just your everyday table for the springtime. Well, I love chintz too. And at
0: one time, chintz was everywhere on everything in the 90s. And, you know, we were all in love with chintz, but then it kind of started looking dated and frumpy and then everything went away from chintzes and no one, you know, chintz was banished in a way from, from decor magazines, but it's, been long enough now, and now it's being reimagined, and it's feeling fresh and new. And I don't think there was anything wrong with chintz. I think we just got really sick of it because it was just so much of it. But now it's just completely redone, and it's it's. I think it's time for it to come back, and I am seeing it. It's not just time
1: for it to. It's happening. It's here, baby. Yeah, and it's the darling of the grand millennial look. So Mm -hmm. if anybody um, is interested in learning more about that particular style, we have an episode on that and Modern Farmhouse combined. Uh, not necessarily combined in one house, but we combined those two into a, an episode. So you could listen to that one and we'll link that in the show notes. But yeah, chintz is super pretty. It's so feminine. But uh, you know, again, in small doses, I think, you know, certainly not your whole room.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and another thing that I think kind of comes and goes as far as favor is rattan furniture. But it definitely has a summery, springy feel to it. So I think this would be, if you're thinking about
1: getting something, now would be a great time to go look. I For love rattan, rattan furniture. I do too. And, you know, some you can spend a lot of money on rattan furniture. I guess if you try hard enough, you can spend a lot of money on just about anything. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty easy to find something in rattan that is very reasonable, whether it be a side table, even a chair, basket or a magazine rack, something like just a little accent piece can be very reasonable. And rattan is different than wicker, so it's going to be heavier. You know, there are different degrees of rattan. Some is is very very well made and you know then you can expect to pay a little bit more for it but it has this summery lightweight feeling it's really mobile so you know if it was something that you wanted to use as an accent piece or an extra chair or something like that. It's super simple to pick it up and move it around the room. Such a fun thing. I can get away with having rattan most of the year, I mean, because it's pretty warm here. Also, if you get it at an estate sale or yard sale and you don't mind or that you pay just a little bit for it and you don't mind maybe playing around with the color of it, you can spray paint it, whatever color you want. I mean, white is so traditional for wicker. You could do that for rattan too, but I love it in the matte black, of course. But what a fun thing to do is get a piece of rattan and spray paint it a really fun, bright color in a lacquer. So cute.
0: When you talked about it being mobile, I was thinking, too, how easy it is to move this furniture out on the patio or the porch during nice weather and then... If it's bad weather or you need to, you can just move it back inside because it's very lightweight and it's just kind of made to be outdoors anyway. Not to say that you can let it be exposed to rain and things, but uh, just easy to pull in and out of your porch. So, yeah. Uh, What about this idea? I think this is such a fun idea. I have not done this. we talked about it, but I love the idea of it. And that is to paint the back of a bookcase a nice springy color.
1: That's on my list, too. Oh, I just think that's so fun. Make it springy. We've got other things that I know I have on my list, and you need to probably have some stuff that you could add to these vignettes in your bookcases. It would be fabulous. Well, you know, yeah, and you know what I just bought are some moss balls,
0: and I've made them. Stop
1: too. it! I love well, a moss ball. I know. Don't you I'm have just... enough? <laughs>
0: Well, actually, I'm doing table decorations for a spring event for um, an organization in the neighborhood. So I bought them for that. So, yeah, I did have enough for me, but I need these for these, uh, for my table
1: decor. Well, okay. Rifting off that. Add a nest. You can add a nest mm-hmm. to your vignettes. You could put it under a cloche. You could put it on a tray with a few other things and put it on the center of your table or a great spot is on your coffee table. Well, moss balls, the nest, great
0: under cloches. Great under a cloche. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, what about a garden stool to add to your decor? Doesn't that kind of say spring? Yes, and think it's on, on my list stool? too.
1: We're having a oh. crossover today.
0: <laughs> okay. Don't think just about the old garden stools that just have a have a certain shape and a certain color. They come in all different shapes now, all different colors. I've even seen some done in kind of a swirl pattern in a matte bone color. That were stunning. Oh. Absolutely stunning. I'm so, you know, you don't have to go for the high gloss. Uh I mean, the old traditional ones are great, too, but now they're reimagined in all these different shapes and colors. So you can go with whatever kind of look you want with those garden stools. They're so beautiful, and really they just feel like spring when you see them. Yeah. You can use them for extra seating. They can be used as a stool. They can be used as a side table. They can be used to hold a drink. They're lightweight. You can use them indoor, outdoors, because they're mostly ceramic. I mean, they're going to hold up to weather if you do have them outdoors. So, such a flexible piece that you can move around. They're small. They'll fit in most anywhere so that's why we both just love them.
1: Yeah, I really do. I, well, I told you, I use mine in my shower outside. There's a niche in there for your shampoos and stuff, but you know, it's sort of nice just to have that there. Here's a the thing that you can add to vignettes whether you're a gardener or not, they're absolutely charming vintage gardening books. Maybe my eye is just tuned in. I have a laser vision for these, but. I don't think so. I just think there's a lot of them out there, Uh, whether you're going to your local library's little secondhand shop, or you're going thrifting, or you're going to to estate sales or whatnot. There always seems to be a lot of gardening books, and they're just so darlings stacked up imagine them stacked up with maybe a little nest on top of them if you had a big enough cloche put the cloche on top of it or put it on a pretty tray just so charming the epitome of spring something i'm wanting to do a little nervous about doing
0: it for when we're gone but an indoor tree i really want to do that like we've talked about little lemons and orange trees i would love to do that i just need to um get over my fear of it dying and and make sure I have a system in place that it can self-water when I'm gone
1: which I know there's a lot of things that you can <laughs> well do. you know yeah if it's got a lot of nice trunk maybe you could just walk over turn the faucet off. <laughs> no I mean from when I'm gone silly goose I know I'm trying really to self-watering trees yeah well, you need a little system yeah a system
0: well no there's some little things you can do it's kind of like a bottle upside down yeah. I think yeah some things that you can
1: do so that It'll stay watered even if you're out of town for a while. Right. Just keep it out of a... If you think, oh, it needs sun, but don't put it in a super, super super bright window while you're away. be better to have a little less light and stay a little moister than having too much sun and get all dried out. That's true. How about a touch of toile? A touch of chintz, a touch of toile, a splash of green. It's all so springy. I must say, thank you to everyone for having me research today's episode because I purchased really beautiful bedding on sale from Ballard this morning. <laughs> <laughs> what did and you get? it's a touch of toile. What did you do? It's Jardin toile and it's on sale 25% off what they have is various it? Is it colors black and cream that's going to be my guess it, well they have black and white and then uh, I did the gray and white so it's a little softer looking it's oh, not quite okay. as stark they also I think have indigo uh, really pretty so I got the king duvet cover and it was you know I say only but it, for that size bedding it was a pretty good price I think 134 25 mm. uh, for the king duvet cover, and then they had the shams on sale, various sizes. Is that uh, do you have a king bed in there? Yeah, so I got a, uh, some euro shams as well. I it's really pretty. I know I had my eye on this a while ago, but again, I wasn't in the spring mode, I think I saw that wall around Christmas time when, you know, because Ballard does bombard you with catalogs and for whatever reason, even if I just looked at one, I feel obligated to look at it again. It doesn't change up that much, but I remember seeing it and thinking, that's so pretty, but eh, you know, I'm not kind of not ready for it. So today I pulled the trigger. I'm adding, definitely adding a touch of toile to my bedroom for the spring. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Another thing you can do, and I was just thinking
0: about this, how about a beautiful kind of fresh springy runner for your hallway? Oh, on the ground, on the floor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A rug that's a runner. I think that would be nice. I mean, that's something that you can change out if you want to. But then you're going to have to store a winter one. Right, it's not a big commitment. Right. That's what I'm thinking. It's a smaller size. And then if that's too much of a commitment, then just trade out those uh, little doormats, your front and back door. That's something
1: that's really easy to do. It is a good time to look at those doormats, particularly if you live in a place where you get bad weather, because they can take it hard during the winter and not look so good in the spring, the bright light of spring. There's just certain times of the year, it's good to look at
0: certain things and say, does this need to be replaced? Is this past its prime? And so I think it's a great time. I mean, while you're refreshing your porch, it's a great time to look at those mats.
1: Yeah. And how about evaluating your coffee table books? This is another thing that sometimes you just walk by a lot. If you have coffee table books, I mean, not everybody does, and it's not a law that you have them. But if you do have them, you should have my book and Anita's (laughs) in that pile Uh, and then not refresh it. Um, Only just buy extra copies for your friends. They don't need to be But you know, sometimes you get those books and they're not inexpensive. And you maybe got a stack of them, so you really, you know, you've stacked up like say a hundred bucks or hundred and twenty-five bucks or something. Sometimes for a, a three stack or something like that, and so you let them sit there. Maybe you've already looked at them. Maybe it's time to pass them on, or put them in a different room, or put them on that bookshelf that you're painting the back of, and invest in a couple more that you will enjoy. Now we've given you. In a previous episode, uh, a lot of ideas on where, how you can get your hands on these uh, decorating books, or they could even be gardening books, um, that are you know hardcover and full of good content, but also filled with beautiful pictures, and that their spines are pretty, so you like displaying them. There are ways to get them without paying full price. And we went into that in a a previous episode. But say you were just purchasing them to treat yourself. Maybe pick out a couple for spring, maybe one for summer and just rotate them out because you don't really want 101 Christmas ideas out on your coffee table right now. So again, it's like part of your decor. So even though it's books, rotate them out. If you're using them for display, make them reflect the season that we're in. And so we're talking about changing out pillows,
0: rows and uh, we talked about rugs table runners what about changing out the artwork on your walls Uh, I don't do a lot of this but this is something that you could do is put up some beautiful florals some botanic I love botanical prints I absolutely adore them and now is a great time to put them up and enjoy them and I keep mine up year round but you know you wouldn't have to if you felt like they were really more for the spring and summer
1: yeah, and I am I'm thinking if you had art that was up that was kind of wintry looking or fallish, maybe that you know this is the time to rethink that again. You know, just kind of like looking at your house with fresh eyes, uh, because it's a new season. Maybe you don't want to have all this heaviness. So just like not having a heavy blanket on your bed, maybe you don't want to have a winter scene on your walls. I think that that is a really good idea. Um, here's something that you may want to take away if you in the past decorated for Easter, or you had little kids and you did Easter baskets and all that stuff maybe take a look at your Easter bin. You know, maybe some of that stuff is hmm, kind of past its prime or you wouldn't fill an Easter basket with candies and hide it anymore. And they're a little squished anyway. So maybe it's time. It's hard to store those baskets. Maybe it's time to take a look at your quote unquote Easter decor or your spring decor and kind of prune out the stuff that could go to Goodwill or the stuff you not you know you're not going to put out anymore. Just the same idea as any holiday decor. If you do have an Easter bin, and I must admit, I'm raising my hand, I do have an Easter bin. And in the past, I think I used to have two Easter bins. But now I think I have one that's sort of half filled. And I have a couple of ceramic bunnies that my mom painted many, many years ago. And they are just too sentimental. I'm never going to get rid of those. I bring that out every year. You know, and it's it's just... Very sentimental. Uh, had I bought that at Home Goods, I wouldn't keep that.
0: <laughs> you well, know? No, that's and then, a good point because I've been given some hand-painted faux eggs. I mean, I, don't, I can't remember what they're made of, but mm-hmm. they're hand-painted. They're really pretty. I need to go get those and set them out and put them under a cloche. I think that's a great idea.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they're, you know, again, that's in, sort of in the takeaway category. You know, d- just don't knee-jerk and put it out. Maybe you don't like it. Maybe you're not going to use it. Uh, you know, pass it on. Now, So then maybe somebody else who wants to decorate that way for Easter can pick it up at Goodwill or, you know, whatever your local thrifty is. I think that was a lot of good ideas. What do you think?
0: Well, you I, any more? I do too. And I'm thinking, no, I think, I think that's great. I, and, and really, I want to summarize that to really walk through your house room by room, look at everything, take pictures if you want. I don't know that you necessarily have to for this. Uh, but take a look and see if anything feels wintry, feels heavy and kind of make a mental note or go ahead and pull, start pulling all those things out and just kind of go room by room. And I think you'll find some things sitting out that probably, you know, maybe should be put up for the season and maybe you can see what holes you
1: have and what, what you need to go buy new. I have one more thing, something you said triggered in my mind. Some people have hooks or a coat rack or you know, a standing coat rack by their door, whether it's your front door or your mudroom door or your back door or something like that. And I have seen this to my wondering eyes that it might be April, it may even be July and there are scarves and coats <laughs> oh. on those things. Right. Don't do that to yourself. Put those <laughs> away. You, there's no need for them. Right. But it's one of those things too. It's just there. And after a while, you just don't
0: see it. Well, that's why we need to take pictures. Because it's the sort of thing, I think there's so many things in our houses that you see it every day and your brain stops noticing it. So that's one of those things. I think if you took a picture, you would really be aware that there are coats and hats and maybe winter galoshes still sitting out. So, yeah, I think that's a great time to take all that stuff and... Put it wherever you store it for the summer.
1: Yes, and it's a great time to head over to Diane James' home. Diane James Home makes the most beautiful just picked from the garden floral arrangements that will last a lifetime. And we have a special relationship with Diane James Home. We love having them as sponsors of decorating tips and tricks because it is such an exquisite product that they produce every single time and it's such a wonderful family run company. So if you're not familiar with Diane James Home, head over to dianejameshome.com, have a look around. And for Decorating Tips and Tricks listeners, we have 15% off your purchase. You simply use the promotion code DTT at checkout at diannejameshome.com. And for the month of March, Diane James Home has offered our listeners the chance to win a $150 gift certificate to their store that you can use in any way that you would like. You can purchase one piece straight out. You can put that money towards an investment arrangement. There are florals, there are plants, there are so many beautiful things under one roof at Diane James Home and you are going to be so pleased to bring an item from there under your roof because it will make you smile every time you see it. Absolutely exquisite. So to enter and have a chance to win the $150 gift certificate to Diane James Home, head over to our show. Show notes for this episode or any episode during the month of March. And all you have to do is enter your email because that is how we will notify you when and if you are the winner. So head over to the Show Notes and put in your... Click the the link and put in your email and we will be notifying the winner at the end of the month and good luck to everyone. And in the meantime, feel free to use the 15% off discount by using the promotion code DTT at checkout. I'm so excited for whoever wins. I'm excited for all of you. And especially those of you who haven't been introduced to Diane James home yet, because you're going to love it.
0: Oh, absolutely. And very excited for the winter winner. That's going to be wonderful. So, hot topic. Yes, our hot topic is from a business of home website, and we will include a link in the show notes. And the topic is, how do you grow an antiques business when no one is buying? Now, of course, this is overstated a little bit. Hyperbole, people obviously are buying, but not like they were. And in fact, the author of the article was saying that it really started to go down about 20 years ago. And everyone knows antiques are not as popular as they were, I guess, previous to the turn of the century here, meaning tooth. Uh, oh,
1: yeah. Which century? This century. Yes. Items from last century were more popular at the <laughs> turn of this most <laughs> well, recent I'm just century. Saying before
0: two, the year 2000, antiques were much more popular than they have been since the year
1: 2000. Should I phrase it that way? It sounds That sounded good to me. But, you know, I think the parentheses, pssst, is from this article. It's get out there and buy some. Because the pendulum, can you just feel it? I'm like holding on yes. to the pendulum and I feel it swinging. Yes. You know, we we and many, many, many of our listeners like to decorate or love to decorate in this sort of you know, Quasi traditional way in that we're we're working in antiques. Uh, whether you're pairing it with mid century modern or you're pairing it with you know something else, uh, you know rattan furniture or something like that, we like to have these pieces uh, because we feel that they really add authenticity to our decor. It grounds a room. Uh, we just love the patina of time, but you know popular maybe you know the very popular look right now is not these older antiques so you know the message is clear so after you listen to this go go buy buy something and get right. it for a deal you know Well it's it's supply and demand
0: and the millennials are you know it's 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 all over the news it's it's very clear they're more into IKEA and not so much into the antique
1: except for those grand millennial shops Right 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 but the
0: thing is you cannot find furniture like a lot of the antique furniture. That hand-carved walnut wood, you cannot, you cannot get it anywhere new these days.
1: There and is no look, wood like
0: that anymore, even. No, no, no. And then antique pine is nothing like new pine. I say it all the time, but new pine is very soft, and it just doesn't... You can't do much with it. But the old pine was a much harder wood, and... And you could carve it, whereas the new pine, you know, the newer pine, the pine that's being grown now, you just can do very little with it. And if you look at the grain, if you don't have pine, you probably don't know what I'm talking about, but you can Google it antique pine and then look for something that's brand new. It's, it's, it doesn't
1: even look like the same wood. But it's a great so, way to, uh, you know, Anita's giving you this information. It's a great way to educate yourself because when you're out there in the world, uh, you know, what if you stumble upon some fabulous piece of old pine? Like, right. So the grain is much
0: closer together. It's not fast grown like it is now. Uh, so all these woods, like and then like the walnut, you can't buy anything walnut anymore. So all these, the wood type is not available anymore. And the heavy carving, you cannot afford to buy that anymore and it's so expensive they don't even nobody makes it anymore like this. And brief pre-industrial revolution, everything was made by hand and it was not mass produced. So these are really works of art. So even though it may have fallen out of favor for a time, I do not anticipate this is a forever trend and I truly do believe it will turn around because the furniture is too beautiful, too wonderful, too well made. Many of these pieces are works of art. So it it's it is swinging. Actually, I think it may even be starting to. I mean, I would definitely go out there and get some if you see something that's beautiful. The prices are fantastic right now and the best they've been in uh, I you know, I don't know, in recent memory in maybe 50 years or so yeah, it's the turn
1: remember. of the century or since so the turn yeah, yeah. <laughs> so,
0: it's a great time to buy right now and uh, yeah, so I do think it's coming around. These are because they're they're classics, they're beautiful. I've never lost my love of antiques. In fact, if anything has happened, what's happened is what you've just said. I've found myself going on buying sprees, grabbing things that I want uh, because you know it's great prices right now. So keep that in mind. But anyway, I thought this was an interesting article because I do feel bad. There's so many antique dealers that have had to close their doors. Uh, or adjust, and many of them have gone online, whereas the the guy that they were talking about has taken over, it's uh, Jake Baer, and he took over his family's 80-year-old antique business. And it was a very interesting story because what he's done is turn it from an antique buying situation into an antique rental situation. He rents out the antiques to uh, production companies for commercials, for TV, for movies. And did you see that? He he provides a lot of the props for the Saturday Night Live uh, skits. I know, I
1: I loved it. And you know, what a great, uh, antiques aside, a great short read about how to bob and weave, you know, he, Uh, instead of saying, oh, wow, okay, sorry, grandpa, this isn't working out. We're going to have to close your business because, you know, just nobody's buying these. He figured out a way to stay relevant. And he figured out a way to continue his business, although it's, you know, it's different. It's not necessarily retail, it's rental. But I just thought it was so interesting on that level as well. Oh, well, I that's exactly,
0: that's what I thought was so fascinating. He you know? did reinvent, but that's another thing that people are doing is if they have an antique business, if you're not online, that's something stores are having to do, antique or otherwise, is you've got to move into the new way of doing business. And if you don't have an online presence, and I don't mean just online presence, but if you don't have a way to sell your product online, these stores are hurting. So um, so I think he also moved the catalog online. And he actually has the same stock, but he has it listed on two different sites, one for sale and the other one for rentals. So I thought, very clever.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was funny because in one little bit, he said, uh, you know, if people maybe find out that the antique armoire they bought was actually in a Claritin commercial, they might know. Have- <laughs> they either might really think that's great or they might think, I mean, I think you actually might be able to have, um, a higher price for something that was maybe in a famous movie, or if it right, was but not a Saturday Night Live, skin, <laughs> yes. or something like that. Uh, who knows? You know, depending on the right buyer. Mm-hmm. I think great, great topic. You're doing a great job with these, and oh, they're really you. interesting. I'm enjoying reading them. So I hope you guys are diving into these articles too, and um, you know, lis- enjoy listening to it as well. If you have any ideas for hot topics, let us know. Oh, um, we'd love to know. Yeah, crushes. Okay, I'm going to start off. My okay. friend Andrea. I hadn't seen her in the longest time. We got together, and she, she's just famous for never forgetting your birthday, no matter what month we ever get together. She's always like, "Here's your birthday gift." <laughs> she always seems to have something at the ready. So she gave me a, this wonderful uh, bottle of um, a pink, a pink rosé. Well, a pink rosé is pink, but a bubbling <laughs> rosé, and it was in this fabulous bag. And she's like, "You're gonna love these bags." I was like, "I'm gonna love this wine." Um, scout bags and such a cute little logo it's like a dachshund and the bag that she gave me is um, black and white gingham which I just love it's big square on the bottom this particular one it's their baguette tote and you know sometimes you go to the grocery store like you could reuse this for anything and be great a For a beach bag, you would probably put four beach towels in it. Uh, You could use it for grocery bags. You know, sometimes you go to the grocery and the bags you might collect along the way, tote bags and whatnot, they don't have a good bottom. So, you know, things that are square and whatnot, it's hard to sort of get them into your various size bags.
0: Oh, these are – I saw them. These are so cute. And I would call them more
1: like bins because they're – they have very
0: sturdy stiff sides It yes. doesn't look like they're soft sided so it it looks like something you know it almost looks like a box
1: it stand it a kind lid. of stands up on its own right Right. it, it stands does. up on its own it doesn't slouch exactly so um, these would be
0: perfect mm-hmm. for
1: storing your groceries and things in the back oh of the yeah car. or i would say like i'm using mine right now it- to keep in the back of my car because I've always got something banging around in there. You know, Mm -hmm. I had a few tiles from a client the other day and I could see they were sliding back and forth and cracking into each other. You know, so I could put them in my scout tote or, um, you know, not that You know, people stop me while I'm driving and I have to, you know, replant something for them. But I'm always driving around with like a shovel and a pair of gardening gloves in my car for whatever reason. (laughs) Um, So I put them in a plastic bag inside my Scout. So I'm using it that way, but I'm definitely going to get myself some more for going to the grocery store. Great for the farmer's market. And then they have... Uh, insulated ones, I think, and ones that are specifically for wine. But like the way Andrea presented to me, it was, it was such a part of the gift. It wasn't like, oh, oh here's just, yes. you know, a bottle of wine in a wine bag, you know, paper bag. I mean, really the scout bag was. The thing she was most excited about um, to give me. And she's like, oh, yeah, I have them. And I have you know, all matching ones. <laughs> so I love it. So I'll put the link to the show uh, in the show notes to ScoutBags.com. I'm looking. These are, and yeah, they have several different styles. So these are going to
0: be, you're going to love them great for summertime too oh okay i'm going to check into these more so mine is something i bought recently and remember i have uh, some of my neighbors over for tea and so it was very timely i got this before they came over uh you know a tea kettle hot water tea kettle you fill it up with water heat it up and then you pour out the hot water and it's really warming the water heating the water for a single pour basically but this is a water dispenser that keeps the water warm, you know, for hours. And it's more like what you would see if you went to a restaurant or a hotel where they have, you know, bags of tea, and then mm-hmm. you go over and self-serve and you push okay. a button right. and it dispenses. You're right. This one holds four, five liters of water. Not that I normally need that much. Uh, the brand is called, I'm going to see if I can get this right. So- she so she do she, so Zosie, z- wait <laughs> Okay, I knew I was going to mess this daisy. up. Oopsie daisy. Zoe she Zoe
1: Giduchi. Zoe Zoe Chanel. No, no, not her. She's this- making tea kettle?
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. She is okay. a cutie.
1: Okay. Clearly,
0: um- I don't speak Japanese. So it's a Japanese brand, and I will say they – just be careful if you buy one. Because they have some made in China and some made in Japan. And I bought one of the ones made in Japan because people had complained about the quality of the models made in China. Oh, interesting. But it is... Right. So I did get one made in Japan because apparently there is a big difference. But it's been great. And it it has a very good system of keeping the water warm so that it's not using a lot of electricity. So it has really good insulation. So if you're wanting hot water throughout the day, it's going to keep it nice and warm for you. The only downside is... If it's full of water, it is going to take a while for it to heat up. So you could just let the water go down. So you down plug
1: to- it, and you pour the water, and you plug it in. Mm-hmm. I like this idea. You know what I'm thinking? When my mother in law comes, she drinks tea all day long. Oh, um, it'd be perfect for her. I, yeah, and she likes to stay out in the barn now. She's got her whole setup. She's got her own bathroom. She mm-hmm. t- put her radio on. She doesn't like you know. She doesn't want to really be up in the you know pseudo guest room in the house. So I could have that out here for her. And, you know, she, yeah. she's reading her book. She can just refill because it's such and, a bummer when you're drinking your tea and you get distracted or, uh, you know. And then it's not hot. And then I it's know. not
0: hot. Well, and this has three temperatures, too, because, you know, green tea, 175 degrees. Uh, black tea, you want it more like 208. So this has a setting for for wow like ramen noodles or black tea, which is 208. It has a 195, which I think is for oolong. And... Actually, the, the higher temperature, the 208, would also be for an herbal tea. But the 175 is for green. So this has three settings on the temperature, so you can set it however you want. And I, there is a timer. You can set it to stay warm for seven hours or something. I haven't really played around with that. But it, I very much have enjoyed being able to go back and forth to get uh, more hot water during, out the, during the day. Well, really smart, too, when
1: you have people over. You don't want to keep, like, having to boil If you have several people going over
0: there for tea, I think it's just great.
1: Good. So you'll put the link to whatever Yes, that I will is. put the okay. link there. Yes. Okay. Our question today is from Danielle Q. And this actually came to me through my, a DM on my Instagram. So Danielle is a podcast listener, and she's heard, you know, here and there about, you know, wall color choices and whatnot. And she's asking, is yellow really a bad wall color choice? Is She really likes yellow. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Well, Danielle, I, I don't want to say don't. I mean, if you love yellow, but I guess I would say, how do you feel about looking like you're jaundiced? <laughs> I just, <laughs> well, I just say that because, I don't mean it in a mean way. I just mean it as in, Whatever color you put on the wall, the light's going to bounce off of it, and everything's going to be have that shade on it, including you. So, <laughs> you know, that's why we recommend not putting green on the walls because people are going to have a bit of a green tint because the wall the light's going to hit the wall and then it's going to hit them. It does impact the way everything else in the room looks. So, uh, I, you know, if you already have a yellow room then just kind of make sure you're aware of how it affects everybody in the room uh but i just you know no i
1: i don't think i can handle looking yellow
0: i'm just you know jaundice is not good Uh,
1: but what do you think about more of the goldeny colors like well i did have have a golden yeah i did have kind of a golden
0: uh you had a golden moment i did have a kind of a yeah i i did personally yes I mean, I guess it depends on the yellow. If it's kind of more maybe a golden color, maybe it wouldn't look, you know, kind of a jaundiced yellow. But um, I don't know. I guess it's just up to you. I did do that. And I think it turned on me so badly. It looked good in one room, but not in another. So I'm kind of anti that color now. But... but I admit that I have a bias against it. So, yes. how about you, Kelly?
1: Well, Danielle, I, I love yellow too. And I, you, if you're a listener, you know that sort of that really um, deep, sort of burnt yellow, sunflower, saffrony color is sort of my pop color. Now, I must admit, particularly with my struggle with painting my master bedroom, which is a north facing room, I did flow through my dreams one night to maybe go back to this marble head gold by Benjamin Moore that I had used in my other house when I had my autumnal look. Mm. um, And I really thought when I, well, you know, you have that thought and then you wake up, you're like, that's a great idea. I'm so glad I remembered it. But that, <laughs> as I, I processed that thought through the day, I think yellow right now will make your room look dated. And if you mm-hmm. don't care about that, Um, then go, you know, give it a try. Um, but I've been there, done that. And I felt like for me, I was kind of like going back in time a little bit. If I resorted to that color, if you've never painted a room, a color like that, you know, it's just paint. You can try it. I 100% agree with Anita with regard to certain yellows. Some of them are super cold. Um, and again, you have to watch out for the undertones. And we have an episode all about colors and undertone, paint colors and undertones and all that. You should listen to that. I once made the mistake of doing a sherbetty yellow room. And I, I mean, I, this, the paint wasn't even dry. And I was like, I'm sorry, Mr. Painter. I really don't like this. You know, can we do it again? Oh, and he's going cha-ching, cha-ching. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. what do you want it next? <laughs> exactly. And hurry up. <laughs> And do it before Peter comes home. Um, but, you know, I I wouldn't do it right now myself. Um, as I said, you know, I'm, because it's sort of not of the moment. Not that I care about that so much. More so like I've done that. So if you haven't done it and you really love it if you do a really warm, goldy yellow, you know, I don't think you're going to look jaundiced. And it dep- really depends on the room and the type of light that it gets. So this is kind of information in a vacuum that you have to assess in your particular space. But if if you are really going to give it a try, definitely do a warm tone, goldy wheat color, not a straight up yellow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, Danielle, maybe just if you really want to do it, maybe try a wall or try a big section of it and, or, you know, a larger kind of area and see what, what you think about it. But I do think too, like you said, it's going to be something that I just feel like it's not going to be something you're going to like long-term, but, but again, you know, that's our opinion. And,
1: um, you know, it's your house. So at the end of the day, you got to do what exactly. We want you to be happy in your house. If you love it, we love it. We love it for you. So fun today. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations. Any project you want to talk about, any room, any space, we are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.